Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. I think this story, when added to all the others, should provide enough evidence that if placed in the wrong hands, and heck, it's always in the wrong hands, this commonly available over-the-counter product is too dangerous to leave available to the public. It happened Monday in Manatee County, Florida, when a school bus driver with a load of kids on the way into classrooms for the day had to pull over and soon found themselves evacuating the kids off the bus. Everyone off and waiting on the sidewalk, another bus eventually arrived to finish the route reason the bus driver became alarmed was not because of a fire on the on the bus or some type of fuel leak or something else so it was because some teenage boy got out his can of axe body spray and let loose for way too much for people to breathe <laughs> yeah when i was riding in the school bus to yeah. high, in high school yeah we had a kid on there cliff i'm not going to name any names but he was the high karate man <laughs> you remember that i scent? remember high karate now, it smells good in small doses. In small doses. But when you bathe in it, it's a touch it's, stout. It's an overload. Yes. I'm yep. telling you, a lot of people were afraid to light up a cigarette on the bus. <laughs> They're afraid to explode. Maybe smoking on the bus? You could smoke on the bus? Well, <laughs> you aren't supposed to, no. But I'm not saying it didn't happen from time to time. Yeah. When's the last time you took a really good look at your body? I mean, a real good look. Not a shameful look, just a look. And a kind of an examination. Yes. Okay. I, I did yet yeah, last night, Cliff. I don't really think I need to know that. No, I think you do. What's because <laughs> if it's been a while since you took a look, yeah. I want you to know, because it was a while for me, Okay. your body yeah. can actually deceive you in its looks. Really? Yes. I had no idea. I discovered last night, Cliff, that mm. actually I'm not fat at all. <laughs> You're not fat at all? No. Okay. I'm just horizontally yeah. tall. <laughs> it's true. It's like just, just rearranging the words there. You're laughing, but it's true. Uh, yeah. I'm not really fat, horizontally tall. And it makes me feel a lot better, too. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're going to be saying your arms are vertically long. Yes, they are. <laughs> I noticed that last night, too. You weren't looking in my window, were you? Oh, God, no. Okay. <laughs> Weed, as we hear in the summer, the bite of a mosquito is not only irritating, it can give you debilitating disease. That's why the health department collects the bugs on a regular basis to test them for sicknesses like West Nile virus here in Indiana. But in other parts of the world, it's even worse. A mosquito bite in Africa, say, can bring malaria or a variety of types of encephalitis. And so the ability to keep the bugs from biting there can have life-changing consequences. Enter now a man named Joe Rawamara, the 48-year-old man from Kampala, Uganda, which sits right on the equator and not far from Kenya, has apparently been given a gift that, in de if developed into commercial form, will save untold lives on the lower continent. And that will make him a hero in the eyes of the Morning Roadshow Department of Just In Time For Breakfast. It seems as though Joe eats a normal diet when compared to other Ugandans, and he bathes daily, and doctors say he's in otherwise normal health. But there's still something about his bodily makeup 
that's different from everyone else in his country. Chemical companies are in fact now studying the man because his farts kill mosquitoes. Basically, any flying insect will be dead within about a 20-foot radius whenever he rips a big one or a small one. Because even as a boy, his farts were deadly to insects and he regularly made the rounds to the huts of his neighbors to fart away the bugs. Oh my. <laughs> you might think that's not true, but it's true. I think none of that's true. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> Cliff, do you have any research, more research on the man from Uganda? More research? Yes. I can probably find some. Can you find out if his yeah. talents work on squirrels and chickens? <laughs> You'll have him to your house. I would have him at my house, (laughs) walking around in circles around my house. Just farting. Yes. Now, did you want him to be inside the house or outside the house? They don't come in the house. So So outside only. Outside only is all I want him for. Well, I've never cared for uh, real Christmas trees. Yeah. Do you like them? Even as a kid, I didn't like them. I mean, it didn't really bother me until I became an adult and we had one for one year and the mess that it left behind getting it into the house, standing there for a couple of weeks, and then getting it out of the house was just hideous. All the needles falling on the carpet, and it took weeks to get all that cleaned up. So I'm not really a big fan of that as an adult. As a kid, I really didn't care. I never did like them as a kid because I always thought it was weird. Maybe we did things weird at our house because we never Mm -hmm. had one that could live. It was just like you described. <laughs> the needles just fell off as soon just, as you brought it in. Well, yeah. yes, and continued the entire time it was in there. Yes. It was like, a, you know, nothing says Merry Christmas yeah. in your home mm-hmm. like wa- watching something slowly dying right in front of you. <laughs> I don't believe you for one second, what Mr. Ingram. What are you talking that about? That story you had about uh, your... Uh, adventure out in public restrooms yesterday i don't uh, you don't i don't believe this is to be true at all it's absolutely true it is true i mean you know i try to avoid using the public restroom as much as possible as i'm sure you do as well but sometimes it can't be avoided well I, i'm but, telling you let's, i'm let's... going to tell you without a doubt this actually happened in a public restroom to me yesterday well, you're not going to believe this story. <laughs> it's coming up on the Morning Road Show. It's true. I'm telling you, it's true. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it up to you, our wonderful 11 listeners. You decide whether this next story is true or completely made up. Cliff, you, you, go ahead. You believe it not to be true. I believe I this it. not to be I'm true. I'm telling you, I was in, the, I was in Vincennes yesterday, and I was in a um, large retail establishment, shall we say. Okay. And I go into the men's room, which is at the back of the store, right next to uh, the customer service area. And uh, I go into a stall, and I sit down, as, you know, sometimes needs to happen. And the stall next to me is occupied, which also is, happens. And I was following the man code of being in the public restroom. No talking. Do your business. Take care of your whatever it is you need to do and leave. And as was the person next to me, there was silence. There was no talking. And then come the sound from the stall next to me. Unmistakable. And I was like, really? Here? Of all places? Because this is what it sounded like. Dude was selfieing in the men's room. <laughs> now, why uh, on earth would you selfie in the men's room? Did you investigate? <laughs> no, <laughs> of course not. I thought all newsmen were spontaneously curious at all times. <laughs> not when that's going on. You know, David Muir would have been right on top of this. I'm sure Cliff. he would have. Yes. And you did nothing. 
the only thing that I well the only thing that I checked for was to make sure that the phone itself was not pointed up under the wall at me, so he was not actually taking my picture. He was actually doing a selfie of some form inside a stall in the men's room. Don't flatter yourself, Mr. Ingram, taking a picture of you. (laughs) Don't flatter yourself. So this actually happened. Yes, it happened. 100% true. I'm positive that it happened, yes, without a doubt. And there you were. (laughs) There I was in the men's room. With? With my pants around my ankles, sitting on the toilet. No, 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 I was too aghast to be curious at that moment in time. I see what you did there. <laughs> Too aghast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Don't call yourself a newsman. We, there's a long list of should-have-known-better events all rolled together in this incident from Rockville, Maryland that proves, provides continuing proof, that people will steal anything, anytime, and anywhere. 50-year-old Christopher Sean Johnson now faces criminal charges after investigators found evidence that he'd been stealing from his employer in that town. Reports say the man took an undisclosed number of iPhones that were in storage in his workplace and then passed them out as gifts to loved ones. His employer? The Montgomery County Police Department. And that's why the crimes are official misconduct. Turns out Johnson is a 25-year veteran of the force and was weeks away from retirement at the time the alleged crimes occurred. (laughs) Phrase the page time here on the Morning Road Show. Yep. 812-682-386-1250. 812-682-386-1250. I said all kinds of numbers in there that made no sense. 812-386-1250. How's that? Perfect. It's hard to call in if I don't give you the right number. Glenn. Right. Ooh, we got somebody. Okay. Here we go. Hi, who's this? Matt Hawking. Oh, hey, it's Matt Hawking. Hey, Matt Hawking. Do How's you have going? a phrase for us for our Grand Ole Opry giveaway this week? I do, by chance. Okay. Today, I feel like Willie Nelson looks. Today... I feel like Willie Nelson looks. Correct. That's it? That's it. And what would that uh, feeling be this morning? Rough and ragged around the edges. Okay. <laughs> well, Matt, we're going to use your phrase. Thank you for calling in, okay? Okay. Everybody's going to look like that January 1st in Illinois. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I got to... Got a sneaky suspicion you're right, Matt. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Are yep. people in Illinois excited about this? Have you heard anybody talking about it in Mount Carmel? Uh, it's all over the place. Well, don't sound dis- <laughs> so disgusted about it, Matt. <laughs> all right. You have a good day, Matt. Thank you. You're Bye. welcome. Bye. Well, it's all over the place. Could have used that as a phrase, Cliff. Well, it's all over the place. <laughs> Perhaps you've seen this, that the anti-doping agencies have banned all Russian athletes for four years in any international yes. competition. Yeah, I think it's uh, like if you're a Russian athlete and you um, test clean and you have a history of testing clean, they'll let you in, but you can't compete as a Russian athlete. That's right. So it's like some unified team or whatever they call it. I don't know. But Russia's banned. Yes, you can't represent yeah. your country, even if that's your country. Right. Which is kind of odd. Agreed. They can't even play their country's <laughs> national anthem when they win. Okay. I think the band will have to play. Yeah. You know, since they're clean. Yeah. Ain't misbehaving. <laughs> I ain't misbehaving. That's Whiskey Glasses with Morgan Wallen at 840. And while that song was playing, Cliff, yeah. I thought to myself. What? That song there by Morgan. I've heard that a million times, I think, this (laughs) entire year. I mean, I've heard that a bunch. No, I I totally agree. Not only here, but other radio stations on the dial. And I thought, (laughs) I wonder if that's the most played country song of the entire year on country radio. Well, I can tell you one thing. 
It's the most played song by a guy who wears sleeveless flannel shirts on country radio. <laughs> well, I but, well, I guess he is but the But where does there. it stand among all the other country songs? I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Second. Really? It's the second most played country song. In 2019. In two, you know what, Cliff? What's that? I bet. Yeah. I don't know, but I bet if you write the most played song yeah. on country music radio. Yeah. That the bank will actually let you have that pen that's on the chain I'm, I'm whenever sure you show you, up. You might very well. That's got to be pretty good for your bank account. You know, there's a lot of people don't realize that uh, every time a song gets played on the radio, uh, they get money for that. Kaching, yeah, kaching. Yes, it's uh, you know, one of those things. We have to pay to play that music, and then the licensing agency pays the uh, person who wrote it, which in this case was, in fact, Luke Combs. I just wanted to tell you that. Um, I got another voicemail from Elfie McElpherson. <laughs> What's you he know, doing now? You know, the, when we last we heard from our intrepid elf friend, well, he um, he asked me to dump you and go out uh, with him and start a morning show, Elfie and Cliff in the morning. But it likely would have involved moving away, and I really wasn't ready to do that. And um, you know, kind of comfortable here where I don't really have to work that hard. <laughs> well, yeah, you're on this you know, program. I just, I just have to compete with you, and it really doesn't take a lot of effort. So I decided to stay, and um, he apparently has got some form of job offer that he's now um, all excited about and uh, left me a voicemail about it. Hey, Cliff, this is Elfie McElpherson again. I'm really sorry that you decided not to, uh, you know, dump that dude you work with and go out and make a morning show with me, you know, Elfie and Cliff in the morning. It would have been great. Because here's what here's what's happened. I got a job offer from a station in Las Vegas that you'd love to work at. The call letters are KPOO, and they go by KPOO. Isn't that funny? You'd love working there. I'm going to tell you what, though. Uh, all these perks, there's so many perks here. You know, most people don't know, but just like when you're gambling in Vegas and the drinks are free, when you're on the air in Vegas, the drinks are free, too. So I'm totally in. But they just need one thing. They uh, they say they need uh, uh, references. Can you guys be a reference for Elfie McElpherson? No. <laughs> oh, really? I'm voting no on that one. <laughs> You're going to vote no on being a reference for Elfie. Yes. To do a morning show on K-Poo. <laughs> Which would be the ideal landing spot for you, Cliff. I totally agree I with that. I think that, yes. Let, that me just, would... let me just give you an alternative thought about being a reference, a job reference for Elfie McElpherson. Okay. If he gets the job in Vegas on K Poo, <laughs> he won't ever come back here again. Will he quit calling us? Maybe. Be too busy. <laughs> He'll to call? be too busy doing the morning show on K Poo. <laughs> He's probably one of the greatest DJs in the history of uh, broadcasting. Cliff. You're probably right. It's Howard and Elfie. Uh, yeah. One and two. Yes. <laughs> How's that for a reference? <laughs> People were monitored yeah. as they drove in, our, in their car with one of two different things. Their children or a giant cake. <laughs> okay. Because researchers yeah. are wanting to know yeah. which one of those items would you as the driver be more cautiously driving. If you had your kids in the car or a giant cake. And I think you know where yeah. this is headed. 95% of yeah. people drove more cautiously when they had a cake in their car than when they had their own children in a car. <laughs> and the reason being, it's not yeah. as 
Not as well, sad I mean, as it sounds. I mean, I mean, I understand that, and on some level, you know, my um, my kids, or in this case now, grandkids, properly restrained inside the vehicle. So, you know, they're not going to bounce around the vehicle if things get tussled, as opposed to a cake, which there's no way to buckle a cake into a seat. That's true. So. And you're used to driving around with children if you have them in your vehicle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not really used to, on a daily basis, driving around with cake or other food items in your car. Now, like me with baked beans, I'm a little more cautious when they're in a pan. (laughs) Because one false turn and you've got spillage. You've got spillage. Yes. And you don't want baked beans (laughs) in the floorboard of your car. No. Now, a cake... (laughs) Yeah. I'm not worried about a cake. You're not worried about a cake? No, it could flip over. I don't care. I'm tearing that thing up no matter what it looks like. <laughs> I don't care what cake looks like. I care about what it tastes like. Okay. That's all I care about. Right. You can have a beautiful birthday cake right. for somebody. If it's in a cardboard box and it dumps over, there's still icing on the cardboard box. I can lick that right off the side of the box. I am it a, doesn't matter. I'm a master cardboard licker. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Stop waiting for Charlie to cuss. We don't play that version here on this program. I know you were sitting there waiting every time. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's not going to happen. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. We were talking about bidding on the Olympics. Yes. London, England has bid four times in their history on being the host city, and they've received the bid every single time. Whoa. Yes. Four for four. Yeah. And yet there's a city here in the United States... That is O for seven. <laughs> o their, for seven. Their last bid came oh. in 1972, and they were turned down for the seventh time. And I'm assuming, Cliff, yeah. that's a long time ago. Yeah. They finally got the hint. And, th- and they decided to stop. We're not picking you <laughs> ever. And who was this city? Detroit, Michigan. Well, it's Detroit. Yes. Who would go there? Nobody for wants anything. to go there. Yes. <laughs> Detroit. But, but you can take that to the bank. You know, it's interesting that we would be talking about this. Because, as you know, I used to live in Houston, Texas, many years ago. Yes. Fourth largest city in the country. Um, and back in that time, which was like the early 2000s, the guy, that Bob McNair guy, who would eventually uh, launch the Houston Texans NFL team, before he put the Texans together and got the NFL approval, he was working on a committee to organize a bid for Houston, Texas to uh, host the Olympics, and I believe it was for 2012. And the way it works is you submit your application to your country's Olympic committee, so like the U.S. Olympic Committee, and then they pick one or two, and they turn those names over to the International Olympic Committee. So you got to go like through two steps of selection. And they picked, uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee picked uh, San Francisco and New York, and the, in the end, London got to host the uh, Olympic Games in 2012. Probably the reason they didn't get it was because, I don't know, in the summertime, when you have to have the summer games, Houston, Texas is like an armpit. It's just disgusting. (laughs) If you could have it in, like, uh, October, absolutely amazing place to host the Olympics. (laughs) And there's already, like, I don't know, three dome stadiums there. Just waiting to go. Just waiting for somebody to do something in that time of year, absolutely. Plus the other rule they have. What's the other rule of that? You know, if you don't win. If you don't win? Oh, that one. I forgot about that one. That, <laughs> that was one of the rules about turning in your application. 
if you don't if you're not selected, you can't badmouth the city who was selected. And now they're all afraid that they actually will pick Detroit. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. I'm a master cardboard licker. <laughs> number two, I was too aghast to be curious. <laughs> it's going to be a while before I go into men's room again and go into one of those stalls. I can't blame so, you. Yeah. Number one, morning roadshow phrase for today. Could be a competitor, actually. The morning show on k <laughs> Starring Elfie McElpherson. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.